Greetings, Cornerstone family. It is good to be together with you virtually online today. I want to ask you this question. A question I've been asking myself, especially this week. What are you expecting this Christmas? What are your expectations? I don't know about you, but for me, my expectations this year and especially this week, have just really been shattered. As you can probably tell, I'm not recording in the sanctuary. We are filming this ahead of time in the comfort of my home with my partner in crime, Tristan, uh, because Brianna tested positive for COVID and she is sick, and so we are nursing her and, uh, and in isolation for the next two weeks. And it has been really a bit of a journey uh, for these last few days. Quite the adventure, uh, being dad uh, and uh, nurse uh, and still trying to be pastor a little bit. One of the things uh, we're just so grateful for is our church family. It's been so wonderful, all of the text messages and comforting words and prayers, and especially the meals. Man, we've had such good meals delivered to us. Uh, My only thing with the meals uh, that I'm learning is uh, my kids have to eat three times a day. And it's like we just finish a meal and I get all the dishes done and then we have to eat again. It's like this perpetual cycle. And then also, uh, what's up with, uh, it seems like by the time I sit down to eat, the food's cold because I got to serve everybody else. I'm like, uh, we're really missing having mommy um, uh, up and being mom, but we're getting by. Uh, But prayers are definitely appreciated and coveted, and we are just so thankful for our church family. With all that said, as I alluded to earlier, our expectations have been totally shattered. Um, This Christmas, we're going to be alone with just us, not seeing my parents or Brianna's parents or our family, Um, won't be going to the Christmas Eve service, Um, All of these traditions and these wonderful memories that we have are going to be new this year for us. And so our expectations have been truly shattered. And as I've been thinking about that and looking at the text that we're focusing on this week and, and thinking about how we are focusing in Advent on faith, particularly faith for the journey, I can't help but ask myself, as I look at this story of Mary and Joseph traveling to Bethlehem with Mary about to have a baby, nine months pregnant, and Joseph just faithfully serving her, I can't help but ask myself this question. How did Joseph keep going when it seems that all his expectations and all of his dreams were shattered? I mean, if you follow this story, I think oftentimes we miss how profound Joseph's faith was. And I think it's because Joseph doesn't talk a lot in the gospel stories. When we read the stories of the, of, of the nativity, of the birth of Christ, Joseph is just characterized by faithful obedience. 
If you go back and read the end of Matthew chapter 1, when he finds out after being faithful to his betrothed Mary that she's having a child, and he receives this news that, that this child is, according to Mary, he is, she, she, she is conceived this child as a virgin. And just imagine all the scandal and all the questions in the town. And all of a sudden, what Joseph thought was going to be a normal routine of a life is completely flipped upside down. And so we learn in Matthew that he's a just man. He's a reasonable man. And so because of his love for Mary, instead of going to court and having her pay the price for what seems to be unfaithfulness, He decides to divorce her quietly. Yet then an angel shows up and speaks to Joseph in a dream and tells Joseph, don't be afraid. This child is the Son of God and he will save the people from their sins. And what I love in the story of Joseph is he, it says, that immediately when he woke up, he went and he did as the Lord commanded him. And he's faithful. And as I was thinking about this faith, it seems to me that as I ask myself, what does it take to have this faith for the journey? That when our expectations are shattered, how do we have this faith? It seems to me that it's not just like a snap of the fingers and all of a sudden, like you have this faith. There's not some special, uh, you know, Jesus potion that you drink or some special cookies that you eat, that all of a sudden you get this faith. No, faith is something that is strengthened and grown in you from faithfulness and humble obedience. We could see in this passage here that Joseph is faithful. He's faithful to the Lord and he's humbly obedient. This is what, the, what characterizes his faith. He is grounded in faithfulness and strengthened by the word of God. And this seems to be foundational to him. But yet, as I think about this, we see in Luke that in addition, he gets another expectation shattered. He's thinking, we're gonna have the baby. Okay, I'm gonna adopt him. I'm gonna name him Jesus. Wonderful. And then there's a decree that a census is to be taken, and now he's on this journey to Bethlehem. It tells us that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. And Joseph had to go from Galilee, the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. This was a 90-mile journey. This would be like me taking Brianna, taking my wife, grabbing the donkey, and making our way to Monterey, nine months pregnant. So much unknown, so much flipped upside down, and I feel like I can relate so much, but I also feel like as I think about all of my challenges, and if Joseph was here with me or talking to me, I'm sure maybe he would say, really, Logan? Really? You're worried about not having Christmas with your family? Try taking your expecting wife on a 90-mile journey, not knowing where you're going to stay. 
yet he had this faith. And I keep asking, how? Where did this faith come from? I love what Almodor said in the video. He said, faith is not something you acquire as a gift, but it's more like a lesson you will learn. It's something you will continually learn. Or as Alexis said, she said, faith means trusting when you don't know how it's going to turn out, but you have faith in a God, hear this, who's good. You see, my friends, even though many of our expectations are completely upside down and shattered, I believe that Joseph, his faith, was not in his human expectations. His faith was in heaven's expectations. His faith was in heaven's expectations. And his expecting life was full of it. All the love, all the joy. Emmanuel, God with us. And I picture him on this journey, not knowing where he's going to stay not knowing how his life is going to go, not knowing how he's going to raise this son who's somehow going to be the savior of the world. I picture Joseph with all of heaven's expectations with him and putting his faith in God. See, this is the key. This is everything. And I love his faithful, humble trust and obedience here. And as I think about that, I go back to that question and I ask myself with you, what is our faith expecting this year? Is our faith all about the things that we're going to do and accomplish and our own successes and and all the things we're going to do for the Lord? Or is it in heaven's expectations? Just like in the Christmas story, there's this magical simplicity to the Christmas story of Bethlehem. In Micah chapter 5, verse 2, we see that there was a prophecy that the Son of God would be born in Bethlehem. And Bethlehem was the least of of the tribes from the tribe of David, who was the least of the brothers. And God tends to use the most simple and surprising ways for His glory. And we see it here. And I find so much encouragement thinking about this year, thinking about how everything is so different, thinking about my expectations and believing that even though my expectations are completely shattered and upside down, God's expectations are perfect and they're fulfilled and things are going exactly as He planned. We have to believe this. And so church, friend, as we ask ourselves, what is my faith expecting? Let's have faith, hear this, that expects Jesus to enter in. We sang a little town of Bethlehem, a town that anticipates the journey and invites us to go to Bethlehem. And I love that refrain, says, how silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts 
to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. Hear this? No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin where meek souls will receive him, still the dear Christ enters in. Christ enters in. There is light at the end. He is He has come, and He is coming, and He is here. And however your expectations go, you can count on this truth. Christ is here. Would you let Him enter in? John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. As we think about our expectations, don't miss this. Let our expectations be heaven's expectations. And as we think about this, it's important to remember that our expectations must not be anything other than God's free gift of grace. If I start having my expectations be about the things that I can do, the things that I can accomplish, it is my sin and my brokenness that will break and infect it all. It's all filthy rags because of who I am. But the grace of God says I have something for you. So faith expects Jesus to enter in. And faith expects God's way to be the best way. And I want you to understand this. God's way is much bigger than this moment. This moment is a part of His way. This year is a part of His way. But His way is about redeeming and reconciling a broken humanity to the world through His Son, Emmanuel, God with us. And this is why Christmas is such an incredible deal. Because when we think and we say, O come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant, O come, let us adore Him. We aren't just adoring an infant baby which is a beautiful picture of God coming and dwelling among us, we are adoring the one who would go to a cross to die for our sins. The one who Joseph would name Jesus, which means Yahweh saves. God saves. I picture Joseph, faithful, raising the Son of God, raising Jesus of Nazareth, faithfully as his own. Joseph, who was from the line of David, raising Jesus. Joseph, who would die young and actually never see his own son die on a cross, who would never see him resurrected, at least not here on earth, but who had faith who had faith faith in heaven's expectations. 
So this Christmas season, as we think about our expectations, I want to encourage you, never forget that Jesus is the light at the end. He is the blessing of heaven to your heart. Live by faith in this blessing. Live by faith in this blessing. I love the song of a little town of Bethlehem says, In thy dark streets shineth, in the dark streets it shineth, the everlasting light, the light at the end. The hopes and fears, the expectations of all the years are met in thee tonight. J.I. Packer says this, The Christmas message is that there is hope for a ruined humanity. Hope of pardon, hope of peace with God, hope of glory, because at the Father's will, Jesus became poor and was born in a stable so that 30 years later he might hang on a cross. I don't know what your expectations are, but I and my family are determined this Christmas season, however this turns out, that our expectations are going to be in line with the expectations of our God. And we will continue to sing O come all ye faithful. And we continue to, to live in joy and triumph, not because we are joyful always, not because we necessarily feel triumphant, but because we serve the God who gives that to us. And so we come as we are, sinful, broken human beings, to a faithful Savior. Join me in that this Christmas season. Amen. Would you pray with me? God, we just give this time to you. I pray, Lord, that you would continue to move and work and speak into all who watch this. I pray, God, that you would do your work and that you would continue to pour out your love in this world. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for coming. In your name we pray. Amen.